I'm Aria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan and welcome to the Windsider show where it's all about the W. Today we are joined by one of the greatest stories and players of the 2020 season, Danija Laney of the Atlanta Dream. please consider joining our patreon community for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to check out the amazing staff written content over at winsider.com that's winsider.com our guest today is averaging 16 points four assists and four rebounds per game she has 12 games with 15 or more points and dropped 30 points twice this season most recently she dropped 35 on dc on the 19th we are so honored to have you on the show Welcome to the show. How you doing? Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful to be here. Well, we're honored to have you. I mean, I think you have one of the greatest <laughs> stories of, of the season so far, and a lot of people uh, haven't been giving you enough attention, so we're here to give you all the attention, <laughs> a whole episode <laughs> just to you. Um, thank you. I want to talk a little bit about your story. You were drafted in 2015 to Chicago. Um, you're on your fourth WNBA team right now. You were cut by the fever on the 15th and then picked up pretty quickly by the dream for, as head coach Nikki has spoken about defensive purposes. And obviously mm-hmm. you've gone way beyond that, but tell me a little bit about your mentality and how you were able to overcome some of these challenges and adversity early on in your career. Um, you know, coming into the season, yeah, it was, it was really unfortunate. As you said, like I was let go by the Indiana fever um, right before, you know, getting ready to to head into market and before the WNBA season was starting. But, um, you know, relatively quickly, you know, I, I had spoken to a few teams, um, Atlanta in particular, and, you know, speaking to Nikki, she was just, you know, talking to me about, um, you know, me as a player, just being high energy, you know, obviously I've been known for my defense pretty much my, my whole career. That's what, um, teams pretty much used me for. But um, once I got into into market and we were doing our individual workouts and she just happened to walk down and she's like, you actually can shoot. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I start laughing and she's like, well, I don't know who told you not to shoot or what went on before, but I want you to shoot it until you prove to me that you can't. And I said, okay, no problem. <laughs> and so from there, like from that moment and, you know, obviously I, I wasn't coming in and just wanting to be defense, 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 but, you know, that gave me the the green light, the the go ahead to, you know, really be aggressive and, and look for my shot as opposed to, you know, just kind of taking what may, what may come. And so, um, yeah, from from that moment, it was just like, okay, this is, you know, what she told me to do. This is what she's asked of me. So this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, that's kind of been my focus to just be aggressive, um, look for my shot um, within the offense, but also, you know, keep in mind what I'm also known for, you know, which is defense, not to have that, you know, slack off or anything because now I'm focused on some, focusing on something else as well. So just to have a more complete game on both ends of the floor. So I, I, I'm just fascinated with this topic in particular because you're doing things that 
really, you know, it, it's, you're, you're surprising everybody. You've woken everybody up to what you're capable of doing offensively. You know, we talk about your defense. Was it really as simple as a comment from your coach, you know, for her to kind of help you switch on that mentality? Was it really that simple for you? Um, I, yeah, because, you, you know, the game is majority mental, you know, and, and going into it, like I said before, like I was just being used for my defense. It was never, hey, we want you to do this or, you know, do this. It's like, okay, if you got the open shot, you know, shoot it, that's fine. But, you know, I wasn't looked at as, you know, being an aggressive score or, you know, wasn't necessarily having plays called for me. It was just more so getting the open shot within the offense. So, um, you know, I've, I've always worked on the different aspects of my game, but it was just, you know, that moment that just gave me the confidence to like, look, you've been working for this. Like, there's no reason that you can't do it. And, you know, now you, you have the support of your your coaches and teammates to to be aggressive and to look for your shot and and be engaged in the offense so it was so that really just did it for me and then you know you, you've, you've bounced around a little bit um early on in your career mm-hmm. trying to find that home trying to find that place you know where you were going to really shine to, to to be the player that we now you know get to see on, on a full scale um what do you do, especially in this particular offseason? I know we have the pandemic and, and certain seasons were cut short, but um, in, in the W offseason, what, what are some areas of your game that you were trying to expand upon? What are some things that you focused on headed into this season, whether that be offensively or defensively? Um, I think, de- well, I'll just start with defense because that's what I'm known for. Defensively, it's kind of just something that's been natural I don't think that that's something I don't like go around like doing defensive drills or anything for me that's just you know making sure that I'm locked in and for me that's more of like a pride thing like I don't want this person scoring on me so that's kind of where my you know my defense comes into play but offensively um you know in college I didn't shoot very many threes I probably took a 10 or you know 20 threes my whole career so that wasn't something that I looked at. It was more, you know, uh, mid-range jump shots or getting to the rim. So for me, just wanting to um, expand my game, just making sure that I'm comfortable knocking down that, you know, that open shot. Because like I said before, I wasn't um, necessarily in the offense where plays were being called for me. So I, my shots were just, you know, on the kickouts or anything. And that wasn't necessarily my game coming right. in. So for me to you know, to be on the floor and be effective and do what I can for my team on offense in those moments. It's like, okay, you have to be comfortable taking this shot. You have to know that you can make this shot. So just, you know, just getting in those reps, um, building up that confidence to, okay, like I can hit this open three or this this open jump shot. And um, so this this offseason, that was the the main focus for me was, you know, making sure that I'm able to um, to have range and also just just being focused. So whether I'm, you know, shooting the three or, you know, my one, two dribble pull up or just getting to the rim, you know, it was and it was crazy with COVID going on and everything because I had to move around a lot in Delaware. There were no gyms open. Um, the only court that I could use in Delaware was like an outside uh, basketball court, a, a um, hoop with no net. Um, other than that, like there were a few places that the gyms were open. So I would go visit friends and, you know, stay with them for like 
uh, a week, two weeks, a month or so, and just to to kind of get in the gym and make sure that I was staying ready, not really knowing what the WNBA season will look like for this year. Could you ever in a million years anticipated that you'd be having the season that you're having now? <laughs> no, no, I I never would have thought that this is what it would have come to, you know, with, with COVID, you know, just having everything shut down, even outside of basketball, and then even to to think that I would be spending my season in a bubble. Right. And just everything being basketball, basketball, basketball. I would, I would have never thought that, but yet here we are. Well, shout out to you because that hard work and, and that investment in that offseason, no doubt is paying, paying off. Um, you've been such a joy to watch and you're killing it. Thank you. um, there's no doubt that you've got a hell of a future <laughs> um, in this NBA <laughs> and, and you're proving a lot of people wrong. And, and we all love that, that story. I do want to kind of, talk defense for a second. I know, you know, we're talking about your points a lot and just kind of your breakout season, but from a competitor's mentality, I liked one thing you said, you said, you know, that you, that's something inside of you about taking pride on the defensive end of the floor. You know, we all talk about points. We all talk about numbers. The defensive end of the floor is not glamorous. You know, it's like, you got to really have some pride to you about keeping your man in front of you or, or being a great defender. One thing I think you do a phenomenal job in, yeah, you do come up with a lot of steals. 48 steals last year in 2019. So far, you've got 26 this season in the short season. Uh, but you do a phenomenal job of anticipating passing lanes. Um, and that's not talked about enough. How did you get to that point? And, and just talk us through your ability to kind of see the ball one pass away and to, to anticipate it. Yeah, um, just kind of just kind of trying to stay engaged and being aware and and just knowing okay, like people's actions, their tendencies. So I know that if this person is going to pick and pop, you know, if the if they get too far and the post has to help, then they're going to try and throw it back or, you know, whether it's a skip pass because people are in the, in the helping lanes and all of that. So for me, it's just it's just kind of staying engaged and kind of trying to read the offense to see what they're looking at, what they're doing to try and, you know, get in those get in those lanes and, and come up with those steals. So I want to touch on something while I was doing some research for this episode and you brought up Delaware, which is a great segue to this. A little fun fact I came across is how you hold the record. I believe you still hold the record for most points scored in a high school game. But not only that, you stole that crown from Elena Deladon scoring 52 points. What's it like when to, to set that record and to have that on your repertoire? Um, I mean, if I could, at first, I, I remember that, um, I actually didn't even know until like, it was in the paper the next day. I was just, I really was just out there playing and it just like everything that I threw up at the rim was just going in. And so it wouldn't, it didn't seem like it at the time. It just felt like, oh yeah, like I'm having a pretty good game. And you know, she was, Elena was somebody that I, um, that I had, once I moved to Delaware, kind of followed her career, seeing, you know, like what she was doing. And so for it to, you know, to be her record, I mean, it, it felt pretty good just because of the the caliber player that she is. You know, she's an amazing player. So have, to, um, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, have you talked a little smack to her about that now that you both are in the league? Like, hey, I, I got the Delaware <laughs> record, you know, like you might be one of the prides, but I got the record. <laughs> No, no, I haven't. I'm not. I'm not really much of a of a smack talker. I don't really say too unless you say something to me or do something to me. I don't really. I don't really say too much 
on the court to players. Yeah, you have to really, you have to really get under my skin for me to say something to you or to, to talk smack. I'm not really a smack talker. You just kind of go by action. I like it. Yeah. Uh, you just kind of do it with your play. Okay. Yeah, I just go out there, play hard, and it is what it is. Let the numbers speak for themselves. Okay, yeah. so, so you mentioned um, Nikki Collin, and you've been coached by numerous names throughout the W. I want to get to your college coach here in a little bit. We'll get to that here, here in a minute. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's such a matter of that right coach, that right fit. What has it been like being coached by Nikki Collin? And what have you learned so far? I mean, obviously you, you, you mentioned a great story at the beginning of this, but what, what are some of the best parts of playing for her? I think um, just her allowing me to be free in who, in who I am as a player her just just trusting me um, on the court, you know, and her just standing by me right or wrong. Because, you know, I'm not perfect. Like, I'll come in and I'll have turnovers or whatever. But just her not – like, she doesn't get down on me about it. Like, it doesn't make me feel bad to the point where it's like, okay, like, now I have to hesitate. It's like, no, keep going. Like, you know, your, your mistakes will happen. We're only human. But just her her confidence in me to know that, okay, majority of the time, I'm going to do the right thing, I'm gonna make the right play, take the right shot. So just, um, you know, that comfortability, that confidence, that trust that she has in me has just really helped me this year, her as, as well as, you know, our assistant coaches and my teammates. Don't forget to subscribe for Winsider Daily, a podcast dedicated to bringing you and keeping you up to date on every WNBA game and Winsider.com along with the Winsider Network. Hit subscribe and follow. Well, speaking of teammates and speaking of players who like to talk a little bit, I'm not going to say talk smack, but like to talk, you got a walking <laughs> bucket on your team. And I've been seeing yes. you and Courtney Williams tear it up all over social media. What is, because one of my favorite moments besides Courtney's dad last season was that post-game <laughs> interview where Courtney was just hyping up the rest of her team. And I would kill to be on a team with someone like that. No offense, Rachel, but what's it like to be on the team with Courtney Williams and she's hyping you up like crazy? It's it's good, you know. She she really she's really helped me a lot um this season because even you know games where they where they weren't my best games, you know she kind of keeps me going, keeps me engaged, um so that I don't you know get into myself. So she's she's been great. So she she hypes me up whether I'm having the the best game of my life or the worst game. You know it, it her um her encouragement never changes. So I can I can really appreciate. That appreciate that you know we we do we do go back and forth all the time both on and off the court about every single thing but that's just the nature of our friendship I I have to ask a certain question it might be different this year because of the the wobble situation bubble wobble whatever you want to call it um but but I want to get into like kind of your mentality or in your game day approach I mean a lot of players have a game day routine um a lot of players you know might switch it up but this year in particular, what is your game day routine like and what's your mental approach to the games? Um, so game day routine for me is so I, I'll get up. I don't really like to be on the phone or anything like game day. Like I don't want my family or friends or anybody calling me before my game. I kind of just like to, to focus on what it is that I'm doing. So, you know, go to shoot around, watch film, do our walkthrough and everything, get our, our shots and stuff up and then. I'll um stay and do like my individual shots, just different shots that I feel that I'm gonna get in the in the game. Um, you know, have have a, something good to eat. 
I take an I have to take a nap. Like I have to take a nap if it's like a, a later game. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> get up, get ready, grab something um small to eat, go to the game and just and play. So other than I mean, I get up, I have to so I get up, I listen to my gospel music. I have a gospel playlist Love that it. I um, listen to. Um play that all the way up until the gym. And that's I mean that's that's pretty much my um routine. Nothing, you know, too glamorous or anything, but just that's what I have to do. Is there anything particular you have to like eat? Like some people have to have a certain candy bar or, you know, s- specific drink. Anything specific you have to have? Um I do I do use when we have the late games, I do usually have like a, a um like half a coffee. Or so, um, as far as food goes, no, it just kind of depends. Like if the, if the lunch and the bubble's good, I'll just, I'll eat that. I don't like to eat fried foods or anything like that, um, on a game day. So if it's that, I'll just like order a sandwich or something, but just something to kind of give me some fuel, something relatively healthy. We'll, we'll have to do like the statistical analysis of if having that late day coffee, you score more, you score less. Maybe maybe Nikki already has that or Kelsey already has that. Um, but I want to touch on overseas a little bit. You've played for a number of overseas teams. You played down under for a few years, and then you flipped over to the Middle East playing in Israel. And I'm always curious when we talk about WNBA players playing overseas, there's this weird give and take of trying to build your game and hone your craft for things that will be help you be successful in the W but also that might not be what the overseas team is asking from you. So I'm curious, how do you kind of grow yourself with also giving the overseas team what they need in the W? How, how do you how do you give that give and take? I mean, it's always different. I mean, for me, uh, up until this year, it's always been different because overseas, the team always wants me to be aggressive and to do this and to do to do that, like just a, a little bit of everything. And then, you know, you come back here and it's like, okay, well, we just need you to kind of do this or, you know, just focus on this. So um, for me overseas, like I, I definitely have been able to to build my confidence, um, you know, in, in terms of uh, game repetition and just work on different things that I've wanted to add to my game, you know, since I've, the time that I uh, graduated from college up until now. So um, overseas has helped me. I'm not big on overseas. I actually do not like going overseas, but I go because that's the only, um, you know, game repetition that I'll kind of get to prepare for my WNBA season is, and also, uh, you know, make money and work and everything as opposed to just sitting at home. Gotta make that money. You played for arguably one of the greatest coaches in the history of women's basketball, the C. Vivian Stringer. Um, your mom mm-hmm. actually played for her as well, which this is just an incredible yeah. story. Um, I know Aria wants to follow up with some questions with that, but you know, I got to ask, what was it like playing for her? What are some of the lessons that she has taught you and how has she helped shape you into the person and player that you are? Um, just being tough, you know, like she's a, a tough coach, a, a tough woman. So just, you know, being tough, being able to kind of handle anything that's, that's been thrown at you. And, um, so sorry, I have to cough, <coughs> but, um, yeah, she, that's, I think that's like one of the, the main things as well as, um, you know, just 
just being aggressive in who I am just on both ends of the court, whether it's offensively or, or defensively. Um, she's just a, a great role model, both on and off the court. Like she, she wants nothing but the best for you. And, um, so she's, she's really helped me, you know, getting, getting into the the position that I'm in now. I, so I want to talk, your mother was ranked the 20th best HBCU athlete of all time. I think she should have been a little bit higher on that (laughs) list by the undefeated. What does that mean to you? Like, what? Talk to me about that. I mean, you grew up with basketball royalty as your mother. Yeah. No, it's it's funny because actually coming up, I hated basketball. I I did. I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't start playing basketball, like even just looking at a basketball until about ten, eleven, and even then, like I wasn't very good. It was really yeah. Wow. I was so I was more into um dance and cheerleading. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I was going to be as I um got older. I was going to be a professional uh dancer slash cheerleader. <laughs> but I was just you know like like you said like my mother um she she's basketball 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 so I was just always around it. There was really no getting away from it. Like I would just go to the gym and sit in a corner and read a book or something. But I was always in the gym. And, you know, I was just like, okay, I, I guess I'll give it a try. And then, you know, I started getting pretty good. And then I just started really enjoying it. And so to have, I mean, it makes me proud. I've, I'm actually sad to say that I've never gotten a chance to actually see her play, which would have which would have been awesome. But, you know, I've heard nothing but amazing stories about her from, um, you know, college and playing overseas and everything because they didn't have the WNBA when she came out of school but just everyone that I've talked spoken to who's either seen her play or played against her has had nothing but great things to say about the player that she was. What advice would you give um, a young woman who's aspiring for to to achieve success in their life? Um, I mean you just got to stick with it you know and you got to work hard nothing is going to come easy you know, and regardless of the situation, regardless of the obstacles that you'll face, because there definitely will be some, every day is not going to be your day. Some days you're going to, you're going to want to quit and say, this isn't for me. But if it's something that you truly love, something that you truly want to do, you just, you just got to stick with it. You know, you just got to continue to work hard, regardless of what anyone else has to say, regardless of what anyone else thinks, regardless of anything that's thrown your way, you just got to keep going. Because it'll end up it'll end up paying off in the long run. I got a few rapid fire questions for you, and then we'll close out the episode. So whatever comes to mind, all right? Okay. You know, just straight off straight off the top of the dome, best meal you've had so far in the wall. Um, best meal I've had. There was like this night where we had like steak potatoes and veggies, and everything was just cooked perfectly. Okay. <laughs> Favorite musical artist, and I'm kind of hoping that you say Courtney Williams because she makes bangers. Funny that you say that because today is her day. <laughs> Today is Beyonce's birthday, so yeah, I'm just Beyonce. I love All right. Beyonce. I, I feel that. Uh, talk to me about who the toughest player to guard is for you. Toughest player to guard? Probably Diana Taurasi. I mean, no one is going to argue with that. <laughs> Especially after her game last night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talk to me, what part of your game do you feel goes underrated or undernoticed? Underrated? Um, hmm. probably my passing ability. 
I like that. Like fine. Yeah. And now talk to me. Last question. What's your favorite part about being a member of the Atlanta Dream? I really enjoy my team and my coaches. Like I think it's just regardless of what our um what the the win and lose column says, I think that we just have a, a, a great group and it's a, a joy to be around them each and every day, regardless of what our what our outcomes are. You know, it can be frustrating in moments, but at the end of the day, like, I know that they have my back and they know that I have theirs. So it's just a, a good environment to be. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time uh, out of your busy day. I know you got to probably hit an ice bath after practice and, and get ready for your next game. So thank you so much uh, and best luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Remember, for less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. Patreon.com backslash Winsider to join and subscribe.